Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 28th day of May. I'm Paul White. It is Saturday, and on Saturday's podcast, we tell you what's coming up on Sunday. I've had a little change of direction in what we were going to do. Last Sunday, we began airing for you our sermons from the CMI, uh, or CMI, the CIM, Connection International Ministries Conference um, in Floyd's Knobs, Indiana. I did that in uh, the early part, mid part of May. We started airing them last week. I had a little change of heart because um, I don't have immediate access to all the videos. I have the audio and I don't like to put up too many consecutive Sundays of audio only. We have a lot of YouTube viewers who just simply that's the only way they intake our stuff. And I'd like to include everyone as much as possible. So I'm not going to do all four in a row. Instead, we're going to filter in some video and we're going to begin by doing the monthly meetings from our May encounters. This time it was Flowery Branch Chapin. Normally it's the other way around. But because my daughter Lauren graduated on the Friday that we would normally meet with the Chapin group, the Chapin group was so kind as to move to Monday and that meant we did Flowery Branch on Sunday, Chapin on Monday. I'll air them in that order. So instead of four straight audio-only sermons, we'll jump in tomorrow at this uh, at the Sunday drop with a full video audio sermon from our Flowery Branch monthly encounter in the month of May. This was a sermon that I took from the 24th chapter of Luke. It is titled, The Things That Happened on the Road. And I take that title um, from the statement made by the disciples who encountered a resurrected Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And when they get to Emmaus, they're so excited, they turn around and take the seven-mile trip back to Jerusalem. And when they get there, it's got to be daybreak because it's a seven-mile journey by foot. Or sometime in the middle of the night, at least, when they get there. They tell the other disciples what they had seen and the things that happened to them on the road. And I was so taken by that thought that I built a sermon around the journey of Christianity and what happens as we encounter the resurrected Christ together, not just individually, because the disciples on the road to Emmaus are plural, disciples on the road to Emmaus. As they convene, as they converse and reason, they see Jesus. And there's something to be said for the revelation of a resurrected Christ as seen through our neighbor. And we walk through some of the finer points of the Emmaus Road experience, and we end up where Jesus breaks bread. And then we, as a group, took communion. And I encourage you, as you listen or watch, to do the same. Uh, look for the sermon titled, The Things That Happened on the Road. And that will be audio and video, video available at our website, also available at our YouTube page. If you're not a subscriber, please go visit PWM and subscribe. And all of our videos, including our daily nuggets of grace, which are clips from previous sermons, will pop up uh, for our subscribers. And that's free. Just click subscribe and uh, check us out. The things that happen on the road. We'll get back to the series or the sermons that we did from the conference next week as we filter in another audio only. And then we'll probably just kind of bounce back and forth for a little while as we jump up into the summer. Our travel schedule has several dates on it in June, July. Um, and so that means we're going to have plenty of audio video to present to you on the Sunday sermons. Okay, it is 
time to get back into our first Timothy journey together. We're in the third chapter in the 16th verse, and as I promised you yesterday, we're going to spend a little time with those last three phrases. Let me reread for you verse 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received up in glory. Here's something I didn't bring out a couple days ago or yesterday that I think is worth saying before we jump into those last three. Paul says God was manifested in the flesh. This is an interesting moment where we know he's talking about Jesus. But Paul, raised as a Jewish man, has now dared to equate Jesus as God. And there's great controversy among Christian scholars as to how the early disciples thought of Jesus and how Jesus thought of himself. Did Jesus think of himself as God? He doesn't call himself God. He says he and his father are one. We do see Thomas in the book of John calling Jesus my Lord and my God, which was a fantastic admission. And then here we, and but then we see the, the apostles in the book of Acts differentiating between God and Jesus, talking about God and Jesus. And then there's this moment, among many moments, but this moment in particular for Paul, who does differentiate between God the Father and God the Son, often in his writings, both in in the which is written of him in Acts and that which he writes by his own hand in the epistles. But this moment in 1 Timothy is particularly spectacular. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among Gentiles. There's no way you can read this and think he's talking about anything but Jesus because he is talking about Jesus, which shows us that Paul's theology has advanced to this point. And this is late, by the way. Again, we've said this before. We'll say it again. This is late. In Paul's run. In fact, we have no reason to believe he wrote anything else inspired past 2 Timothy. And in the latter days of Paul's ministry, he has he he makes maybe his most incredible statement. God was manifested in the flesh. So I say that the argument as to whether or not Jesus saw himself as God um, is interesting but not necessarily relevant to how the church sees Jesus. And we are followers of Jesus, and the church from very early iterations, at least this late in the first generation of believers, saw him as God manifested in the flesh. I don't disagree. I I, and people say to me about prayer, they, I've had them ask, and this, you might be curious, they'll say, is it okay to pray to Jesus or should I pray to God? And I've said before, I don't really think it matters as far as I'm concerned. Now, you listen to the Holy Spirit in your own heart, but there's many times I say Jesus as I open my prayer. I say, Jesus, I need, I need your help. <laughs> and, and just talk to, talk to Jesus. Um, Sometimes I treat him as father because I have a great relationship with my earthly dad. And so I, I try to mirror that with my heavenly father. And I have no problem saying father or daddy even to God. So I think it's proper 
Uh, and I think it's Pauline theology to equate God manifested in the flesh with Jesus. Now, as I look at the clock, I realize we didn't do anything with the three phrases from verse 16 we were supposed to. So I promise you, tomorrow, it's going to happen. We're going to talk about preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Um, we'll do that on tomorrow, which is the 29th. Monday is Memorial Day here in the United States. That does That doesn't really mean anything for our journey. Um, and then 30, the 31st, which is Tuesday, that's the last day of May. That means essay edition. And I'll give you a little preview. I'm closing my Jonah writing. And so I'm going to do a little essay on what I've learned. And uh, that's coming up on Tuesday. So check it out. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.